Ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellarive, and a super expanded show today. We're talking about Data for Good with three guests. Our own Kevin Hayes, who has just launched Data for Good in Saskatchewan and held their first meetup. We'll also talk with Joy Robson, who's the national founder of Data for Good in Canada, and Jeff Sicade, who works with Data for Good in Calgary. Now, the intent was to have this as a uh, group conversation, but because of my technical incompetence or choosing the wrong platform, it's sort of uh, uh, two separate pieces all melded together. Anyway, enjoy the conversation. Jeff, welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing. Thank you very much for joining us. Can you tell me, uh, as, just to get started, sort of um, what you do and, and your background with Data for Good? Yeah, well, welcome, uh, and thanks very much for, uh, for hosting this, uh, this podcast. So um, I'm based out of Calgary. I, I have an engineering background, and uh, I've worked oil and gas for many years, then got into uh, data management and information management consulting. And now I spend a lot of my time in the uh, nonprofit social sector and in trying to help them to use data as effectively as possible. Kevin, how did you get started with Data for Good? So when I was working in Calgary uh, for a digital marketing boutique um, uh, agency, uh, I came across Jeff's Data for Good and being in the digital marketing world, data was a big part of our um, uh, offering and was really important to me and our clients. Uh, in addition to that, I also worked with a lot of nonprofits, and so Data for Good was the perfect mix of um, doing good with a skill set that uh, I had, and so I was really interested in being involved with that. And uh, Jeff and I met uh, for a coffee one day and just kind of hit it off. And the first um, thing I was really involved with was the Distress Center uh, Datathon, which was amazing to see a bunch of people using their uh, skills to help uh, a nonprofit understand their better uh, their data better and ultimately do good work. It's really cool because I know you have a passion for uh, charity and, and giving back, and this is really a cool alignment of two, two passions that you have. Is that common with people that are interested in this? Yes. Uh, many of the attendees from our first Data for Good meetup in Regina here um, had made that comment about they like to give back, but they um, were really excited that they could use Data for Good as an opportunity to give back in a way that aligned with their own skill set. So in essence, they felt they could contribute more and it was more meaningful. Because well, yeah, they it's use, a much higher value yeah. give back than, than, I mean, not that just giving your time isn't valuable, sure. it's super valuable, but here you have... Uh, really specialized skill that is rare and someone can uh, a charity or nonprofit can use that yeah that's exactly right and our first data for good meetup had about 70 percent of attendees were data nerds of some sort and so it was really encouraging to see the quantity of people in regina that were excited to use their data skills for good joy can you tell me uh, at what you do and and your background with data for good Sure. So um, I am a data scientist by trade. That has been my day job before it was actually a thing. Um, and and then I was, uh, as, as per my data kind blog post, um, I was on a flight to Dubai and I was reading The Economist and there was a tiny little blurb about 
couple guys in Brooklyn, New York, reading, uh, starting something called Data Without Borders, akin to like Engineers Without Borders, Doctors Without Borders. And they were rebranding it to Data Kind. And I thought, you know, Canada's got to be a part of this. I just, just suddenly really, really wanted to be involved. And when I got back uh, to Toronto, I reached out to them and said, you know, I'm just one person here in Canada, but I know there's more people like me and um, we want to be involved. And at the time they were just where they were at in New York. They obviously, I could see where they were heading. I could see the potential. Um, but they, at the time they said, well, we're not, we're not outside of, of uh, the U S you know, so we don't understand the not-for-profit world in Canada, your rules, legislation, et cetera. Um, why don't you just go ahead and start, building it and then we'll circle back and we'll you know we'll stay in touch and and such so that's what I did and I went out and I found my co-founder Victor uh here in Toronto and he I pitched it to him and he said yeah that sounds fun yeah let's build that and then Jeff in Calgary uh got wind of us I'm not even sure how he heard about us but he said I'm in Calgary I'm semi-retired but he said I'm semi-refocused and I have time to give and, you know, I want to make sure Calgary's a part of this. And we said, great, because we always wanted it to be a national cross-Canada thing. Even though we're in Toronto, Victor's from Montreal, and I'm from Vancouver. So we always wanted it to be a national thing, even when it was just the two of us chatting over coffee. So having Jeff come along and, and make sure that Calgary was on our radar was fantastic. And so we set about building from there. And... Now we're at the point where places like Regina, Saskatchewan just pop up and start getting to work. And, yeah. And it's great. It's great. You know, we've got over 3,000 volunteers in Canada. We've done some interesting and some fabulous work and uh, people know who we are and we're not, you know, we don't have to. Yeah, we're just we're just like more of a going concern now. Yeah, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a, it's it's a really exciting idea, and uh, I know one that Kevin Kevin's been excited about since he came here and and has been talking about it. What kind of impact have you seen uh, as a result of D- Data for Good? So, what I personally, my personal agenda is, I really believe strongly in working to retain Canada's tech talent. And I've always felt that way. I never liked what I saw going on in terms of our brain drain, you know, producing brilliant people out of our top schools and then not offering them the opportunities to use that brilliance and be rewarded and compensated for it. And so anyway, now, now we're at a point where we're, we've got certain things working in our favor and our talent is not necessarily as drawn away from from Canada and I love that I love that so we Victor and I want to make sure that the data for good chapters are part of an ecosystem that feeds supports and reinforces Canada's tech leadership and uh, yeah but everyone you know everyone's a volunteer everyone has day jobs and but it, it facilitates networking it facilitates a shared values system it uh, connects us across this vast land, and and if we're successful in doing a national datathon in 2018 or 2019, then we'll really have achieved some of the stuff we first sketched out on a napkin back in 2013. Wow. 
So um, for people in Saskatchewan uh, that are interested in uh, joining Kevin and his new venture, uh, any advice as far as um, or uh, people that are, are data scientists or analysts and are interested or charities? Yeah, it's um, it has never been a better time to have data in your toolkit as, as something, you know, it's like, and we're not, not, <laughs> I've never really thought of us as, as nerds. I've always just thought of us more like, uh, um, well, our spokesperson, I think of as sort of a rock star. Like he's, you know, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I said super nerds, but I guess you kind of, yeah, superhero nerds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the term geeks a lot better if you have to put a label on, on people, if you have to. But, but really, I mean, really, I think uh, especially the people that are attracted to the Data for Good global movement, they're a little more well-rounded. They, they see a bit more. They've got a bit more of a perspective on life. And, yeah, they happen to have some great technical skills or quantitative skills or, or computer science skills, whatever. But... They they tend to be a bit about a bit more than that, and that's uh, that's how I'd like to position us: is that we're not a pack of nerds running around geeking out over numbers all the time. It's, it's much it's a much more diverse population than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And how about um, for for charities? Um, are are there is there a template or a kind of a look to what is a great charity that would work with Data for Good, or is it wide open? So to date, we've we've worked with it's it's a think global, act local uh, mindset. So we do want people in the chapters to be work, act, working and actively locally partnering, uh, but never forgetting that we're part of a global movement. And so for us. We've worked with national organizations like Raising the Roof and the Terry Fox Foundation because that gave us some national clout. But when it comes down to it, it's best if the local chapters are supporting their local not-for-profits, NGOs, and charities, because that just reinforces the idea that uh, we're, you know, we're doing good in our own backyard. We're doing, you know, with, with the people that are making a difference in our own communities. Do you have any, um, uh, I guess, thoughts for people that want to get involved? Uh, well, I would certainly encourage them. I don't know enough about Regina and Saskatchewan to know what your population poll is. Um, you got to tell me. Like, we had Abe. Kevin, did you connect with Abe at all? Is he still in Regina? Uh, Abe, I- well, um uh, no, I think uh, Saskatoon. Um, and one thing I can tell you is that uh, when you're talking about um, the the people and the types of people that come out to Data for Good, Joy, um, yeah. what we have found here having our, our first meetup is that uh, I think those type of people who want to give back and have a certain skill set and maybe look uh, have a an outlook around community or a certain perspective around community, um, those people are universal all across Canada, whether it's Regina, Toronto, Montreal, or, or Calgary. And, and one thing that um, 
we found here in Regina is that there was a huge appetite for people with skill sets to use their specific skill sets to give back. And there are numerous ways that anybody can volunteer, you know, whether it's a a soup kitchen or donating time or donating money. And one of the consistent pieces of feedback uh, from our first meetup was, hey, I am a data scientist and I like spreadsheets and tables and data visualizations and Oracle this and blah, blah, blah. Um, And I'm really happy that this is now an avenue I can use to give back that aligns with what I'm already interested in. And I think, Joy, that's what I heard uh, you say about uh, some of the other chapters is that whether they do datathons or project bases or just meetups, it's all people aligning their good work with uh, their own internal interests and, and values. It's true. Yeah. And then, you know, we have great friends in organizations like TechSoup Canada and, uh, you know, the more established not-for-profit network across Canada. Uh, those, you know, they're... there's a a birds of the feather kind of thing that goes on so we you know we all when we came on the scene we also had to differentiate ourselves and say what we were about and that and that data is really at the core and the focus of what we're about and what we do and how we add value and so you know people like TechSoup Canada were like you're not going to come and just be another one of us are you (laughs) and we're like no we're not, you know, this, like, we're going to stay true to this mission and this focus and, and this is what we're going to do. And, uh, it's, you know, it's now, I think it seems to be the, yeah, five years, five years seems to be that people do understand the core of what we're about, the core of what we're doing. Jeff, do you have any examples maybe in Calgary or, or through other organizations of, of, of what, what is the outcome for this? Like, um, what, what as a charity, um, could I expect? Cause I, I imagine a lot of people don't even know what data they have or if they have data. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, you know, there's, um, uh, kind of that whole background story, but, but maybe if I could, I'd like, just like to step back, um, and, and give a bit of perspective of, of how data for good kind of works in Calgary. Um, which which may help to answer the question. So um, we actually do sort of three three things. Um, um, the first is we we have um, kind of monthly uh, meetups where we, we we kind of bring in um, I guess speakers and have subjects that we talk about whether it's tools and technologies or things like data ethics and uh, various other uh, aspects of data data science. Um, We'll often bring in a nonprofit into those meetups and, and have them talk about their challenges uh, they have they have with data. So, you know, it might be issues of you know are they collecting the right data or how do they actually get it, you know, into a database. It might be that they want help with a visualization or some various analytics around that. Um, and then um, we would then have uh, volunteers, what we call data ambassadors, uh, work with them. Um, on some of those smaller projects that might result from that discussion. So there's there's the meetup, there's the uh, the the data projects, the smaller projects with uh, data ambassadors, and there's the, then there's kind of the uh, the big events, kind of our signature event, which is called uh, a datathon. And so a datathon is a is a hackathon for data. It's a it's a marathon using data. Uh, 
of the nonprofit over the course of a weekend, um, like a Friday night, all day Saturday, and a, and a Sunday morning. So in those cases, we work with organizations that uh, tend to be have a lot more data, that tend to be more mature in their data practices. Um, and and uh, as an example, uh, we just came off a datathon um, a couple weeks ago where we work with the um, the Calgary Foundation, um, which is a great uh, philanthropic organization in Calgary that's donated uh, millions of dollars over the last uh, uh, 20 years or so. So we had all their granting data. We had data from the Alberta government on grants. We had Canadian CRA T3010 data. Uh, we had data from the 211 service, which is an information and referral services. Um, where people call in and they get referred to an organization or a nonprofit. So long story short, we were able to connect all those data sources, get a really good view of the ecosystem, and then really help the Calgary Foundation um, take a deeper dive on knowing uh, where their dollars were going, uh, you know, by neighborhood, by sector. Um, uh, let them know, you know, which organizations were getting calls from 211, um, tying in some of the provincial uh, uh, data as well. So that kind of overarching view and combining data sets that may never have been combined before uh, really brings the power of data and provides huge insight for these organizations that we work with. So, Jeff, would those insights be something that they're specifically seeking, or are you in a in one of these datathons, just exploring and searching for different uh, emerging ideas? I guess. Yeah, and it, in fact, actually works both ways. And and uh, the 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 success of the datathon really comes through us working with the organization in advance of the datathon and formulating what we call objectives or objective areas, uh, questions that they've, all, they've, they've always been you know, wondering about. Um, you know, and, and so in the case of the, the Calgary Foundation, they, they had questions about, um, you know, about ex exactly um, the, the distribution of their granting and, and, and organizations that were getting multiple grants from multiple sources and that sort of thing. So, so we had a whole list of, of questions or objectives, and we grouped those into uh, five different areas. So um, area one was, was questions around um, a deep dive into the Calgary Foundation data. Um, area two was broadening that out to more of the Calgary perspective and tying in additional data sources like the Calgary Census data and other type of data about Calgary. And, consolidating that. Um, uh, objective area three or team three was looking at the Alberta perspective, uh, looking at granting across the province and what happens when you have a, 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 a fire in Fort McMurray or a flood in, in Calgary. So, so those first three areas, uh, people would use uh, tools, uh, analytics and visualization tools, um, around the, the kind of structured data that we had there. Um, then we had kind of two specialized teams that were set up. Um, so team four um, worked on what we call uh, text analytics or uh, natural language processing. 
Um, and that's all about unstructured data. So that would be, could be social media, it could be survey data that they do. It, um, the Calgary Foundation does something called Vital Signs, which is a great piece of work, but it ends up in a, as a blob in a PDF. So team four had the skill sets to, to actually make sense of unstructured text and do analytics around that text. And then finally, team five, um, that team had a skill set around geospatial analysis or putting data on a map. And then so they took a lot of the data that had a postal code or an address or a neighborhood, and they did some amazing mapping of all that data. Um, so, so we would start all, so the five teams would launch and they would start with the questions that or objectives that were seeded by the foundation, but then they would actually go way beyond that and they would use their, intu their intuition and their insights and further discussion with the Calgary Foundation because they were there throughout the whole exercise um, to actually broaden that up and, and dive into things that nobody ever thought about before. So, Kevin, will Data for Good Regina be a similar format? Well, one of the things that uh, I am hoping is going to make Data for Good in Regina a success is allowing it to go in a direction that the community decides. And so all those three areas that Jeff spoke about that are um, things that the Data for Good in Calgary meetup do uh, or group does, such as the data ambassadors, the datathons, and the meetups, um, it would be nice to see those uh, get executed in Regina as well. And from our first meetup, I'm, I'm fairly confident that there is enough appetite and there's enough skill set and there's enough excitement to do all of those things. And so, you know, letting the group run organically and letting it build organically is, uh, I believe, critical to getting the right people involved. And so we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, but so far, there's an indication that um, we're going to follow the same format as Calgary. So I've, I've um, kind of two two questions, and they're sort of both sided on the on the client side, and I guess on the uh, a provider side, if I could call them that way. Um, first of all, as, if I wanted, if I had a charity and I wanted to be part of this, what like what do I have to be prepared for? It feels like I need to obviously open everything up to you. And are there concerns there? Is there security or, or is that even a, uh, an issue at all as far as releasing all my data to a whole bunch of people? Jeff? Well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're absolutely um, focused in on, on working with the organization. And, and one of the, the concerns they would have coming in would be around uh, privacy and confidentiality and you know making sure that what what happens is within the rules and regulations and the you know the laws that might be out there so so our approach is, is always to work as um, an attachment of the organization itself so we're providing services if you want to call that or consulting to that particular organization as if we were kind of inside the organization um, and and by doing that, then then um, access to the data you know is, is within the context of that organization, and they have full control. Um, we always um, we, we never uh, release data you know publicly in the open. That that's nothing that that ever is done. Um, we're always working with the organization in the context of of data for good and the organization. 
Um, and do you ha- and do you help them kind of put it together, like find it or? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. So that that's so the other thing it kind of brings up the the other kind of really main point of what data for good is all about. Data for good is is really about also building capacity within the nonprofit social sector as well. So by us working with these organizations to to help them discover the data they have, to help them understand the processes that are required to pull it together into a into an analytic type of environment or a repository. Um, you know, any any type of personal information, um, we always go through a thorough um, uh, anonymization process where um, it's all stripped out and 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 um, so no no personal information is ever released uh, in the context of things that we do. That that just doesn't happen. So, so you know, in, in 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 helping the organization gather their data and consolidate their data, in thinking about objectives, and then finally having them as par- as participants throughout this whole process, including the datathon as well, they get to see what our folks do around um, what tools they use, what approach they take, and often the products, you know, whether it's a dashboard or a visualization or a map. All that stuff is left with them afterwards. And then we all will often have volunteers that stay with them after the datathon or after the, the initial project is over to help them use that and learn and build their, their capacity as well. How would a, in your opinion, how would a, a nonprofit or a charity know that they would be a good fit for data for good. So as an example, say you're running a local nonprofit, fairly small, under 10 employees, you might be thinking, well, I don't have enough data to get help with, uh, you know, compared to a large nonprofit or a national nonprofit. So how would you suggest framing uh, an understanding of how your charity or nonprofit could use data for good given however small or big your data set is yeah for sure so so i think it's it's you know it's important to to distinguish between kind of those those big events you know the the datathon uh kind of thing where you know that's that's really exciting and it's just amazing what happens there but but truly that the, the organization that that comes in for a datathon is is a somewhat unique organization that that does have a lot of data but has a certain maturity as well okay so so for for 80 or 90 percent of the organizations that are out there which are smaller um, you know um, we can still help them um, in, in the context of the smaller projects and engaging our data ambassadors to help them out and and so um, it, it truly can be open to anybody what what they what they really have to understand try to get in their own mind is is you know what what is the challenge they're ha- they're having right um, and can they explain that um, uh, in a way that that we can formulate a, a response um, so yeah they might be a, a, a three-person organization but you know they're really having trouble in in um, in doing evaluation of their effectiveness um, and and they they have some data you know that that they're capturing, but they need they need help in understanding. Well, uh, what other data could we bring into this, and how do we consolidate that data? So, 
or how do we build a dashboard of, of the key information that we have so we can track our progress. So I, so I would say, you know, every single organization has data um, and, and oftentimes they do have challenges or issues or, or opportunities. And that's the other way to phrase it is, you know, what are the opportunities that might be out there for you if, if you could use your data more effectively? Um, it's a it's a phenomenal phenomenal idea, and I, I I just love the possibilities and the potential. Now, if if I was and I'm not, if I was a data analyst or uh, had uh, some sort of data skill, uh, what can I expect as far like I come to the meetup? Um, do uh, do I you know have to lunge to be the volunteer and be the ambassador for this group, or is that meetup my commitment every month? How does, how does, what am I expecting from that? Or what is a, I guess, a, a, one of your members, what's the commitment? Well, I can tell you from the Regina standpoint, being um, a newborn uh, in the organization, <laughs> um, we are uh, still f- uh, finding our um, sea legs, so to speak. And so coming out to the Regina's Data for Good meetups, um, uh, we are are sorting out um first of all we're trying to build community around uh, nonprofits with data and around um, people who use data in you know maybe they work corporate jobs or they work in a private sector or they work in the government sector and they're looking for ways to give back using their skill sets so um you know first and foremost we bring these people together in the community together to talk about you know what are the issues we can tackle um, and furthermore, though, in throughout the year, um, we're looking to tackle projects and we're looking to do the work and we're looking to help uh, smaller or large nonprofits. And so if you are a person that has data skill, uh, you can expect to contribute to that in in any way that you can. Um, and not only do we need people with data skills, but we need just people in general. Um, so there was lots of questions from our last nonprofit or our last meetup, I should say, of, well, I, I'm not a data scientist. Uh, how can I contribute? And, you know, events need to be set up, uh, organized, and their communications need to happen. I mean, there's lots of things to do. So, um, you know, moving forward and doing these projects is the uh, goal of uh, Data for Good. And so in any way that you can participate is, is welcomed. Uh, Jeff, you've been doing this for a number of years. What kind of um, do you see? Do you see common things or common problems that nonprofits or charities face with data? Yeah, you know, it's um, there. The, some of the biggest problems they have is that that their their data world is all uh, partitioned in silos. So, you know, they'll they'll have. Um, data on their 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 finances or their their donors right and then they'll have other data on their program and they'll have other data systems whether it's a spreadsheet or a system on their their volunteers and so on and so forth so you know they they don't have this kind of holistic view of, of the data that's in their their organization um, and it really challenges them when when they're, when they're trying to to really put things to be other, together and to, to kind of really be effective as an organization. Um, there, there's a concept that we use with them uh, when we first have discussions. Um, and, and that's what we call the, uh, the data life cycle. 
and and you know for any type of data in any in any kind of area there is this conceptual framework of the data life cycle that we get them to think through and and some of this they might be doing well and some of it they have gaps and those gaps are problems right but 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 in a in, very briefly there's these various sort of uh, stages of this data life cycle and so the first is capturing or collecting the data, right? And the questions there, I mean, are you actually collecting the data that you need for your particular organization? And how are you actually collecting it? Uh, both that unstructured and structured data. Then the next phase is storing it. So where does that data get stored? I mean, is it stored in a bunch of spreadsheets or Word documents or you know, do you have a, a small access database or do you have a system that is a, with a true relational database that it's stored in? But you need to understand that. And how many of those data storage uh, places do you have? Uh, then you go into the um, kind of the, the, the organizing or processing the data. So oftentimes you need, you need to, uh, to uh, uh, you know, organize the data or uh, be able to understand what it's called or where it is so that you can get it back again. Um, you, you Often you need to process data or you might need to, you know, um, turn an address into something you can put on a map and so on and so forth. So that, that stage of, of processing or organizing can be a, a real pain point for, for a lot of organizations. But then that leads into the next stage, which is your, your analysis. So what type of analytic environment do you have? What type of tools are you using? How do you share results? If somebody's doing a spreadsheet analysis, how do they how do they share that? And how do they share the assumptions that go into that particular analysis? So that's all really, really important. And then um, uh, sharing the data and, and thinking about how that data get data and information and, and analysis get shared both internally um, as well as externally. And that's where you then you actually start to invoke some of those rules and regulations around privacy and, and confidentiality. You know, so what, what stuff's going to the board? What stuff's going to your various program teams? And then finally, you have to think through, through archiving or preserving the data. Um, how is that done so that five years in the future, you can actually get your hands on some of the really valuable data and do some longitudinal analysis. So thinking through that life cycle is critical and your capacity and skill sets there. Um, and, and really important factors like uh, governance, data governance. So each type of data should have a data owner who really understands the data. And there should be data stewards that, that kind of manage the data. And all, and all of this leads to uh, better quality data because um, there's nothing worse than doing an analysis on, on faulty data or poor quality data. In fact, you're better, not do, you're better to not do that analysis at all because you're likely be led to be led to um, false uh, conclusions, right? So... So thinking through the data lifecycle, uh, and they might have challenges in all any or all of those areas. And that's Jeff, why I feel it. I feel like I have data problems now that I didn't have before yeah. I started talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah. 
I guess that's uh, not uncommon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, I thank you very much. Do you have anything else to ask Jeff or any advice you need from Jeff before you just get sent on your way, Kevin? Uh, uh, Jeff has given me boatloads of advice and uh, lots of uh, information and uh, great mentorship on how to make sure that uh, we utilize all the people in uh, Regina and that we you know, best uh, help nonprofits. So thanks, Jeff, for helping us set up the uh, Regina a chapter of Data for Good. Absolutely, and you're 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 more than welcome, and we're we're thrilled to to have uh, Regina adding you know added to the family of of Data for Good across Canada. And I think it's uh, it's a great thing for all the cities. It's a great thing for society as we work together to uh, to use uh, data for social good. And thank you again, Jeff, for uh, sharing your your insight and thoughts with us on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Joy, thank you very much for joining us and, and sharing a little bit about uh, the back story of, of Data for Good in Canada and uh, for yourself. Great. Thanks, guys.